Hello, and welcome to The Campaigns, the actual play podcast from D&D Academy. I am Michael, and this is Fey Deadlands, episode number five, Bad Day at the Watering Hole. So, in the last two episodes, three and four, we had some pretty serious audio issues that I believe I have fixed now. Uh, but if you had a hard time listening to those two or just skipped them entirely, essentially what happened in those two episodes were we were off the train, we were wandering in the desert, we located a couple horses left over from the original Apache attack. Uh, my character, Sebastian Kane, then tried to run away and get away from Jonah, but because I don't know much about surviving in the wilderness, I ended up riding in a circle and coming back to camp. While we were at camp, we were then attacked by a beast from the wilds called a chupacabra. Uh, it's the D or the Savage World version. I don't know if it's based on the mythos or not, but it's called the same thing. We were able to fight that off, and then we spent the rest of the time wandering through the desert. Uh, Porter, the GM, had broken that into what's called a fractal challenge. So it was broken into five different time zones, and each zone we had to overcome the heat make progress, uh, overcome food and water issues. So we had overcome actions against us and we had overcome actions against it. The desert had a stress track and once we defeated the stress track, we were through it. And it's the first time in a Fey game that I've actually felt in danger. Uh, those last couple checks were very, very difficult and we were kind of getting down to the wire. I believe all of us had at least some minor consequence by the time that we were done. I know I did. I was saddle sore, so I had some restrictions to my movement, and uh, Jonah had gotten bitten on the shoulder by the chupacabra, and so he was unable to use his rifle effectively. I don't remember if Martine had one or not for sure, but I think he did. So anyways, at the end of episode three and four, because that was all one long session, we had just gotten through the desert, we had succeeded on that challenge, and off in the distance we saw uh, Potential, which was the town we were heading to. At the start of this episode, Porter actually does a little bit of retconning and changes it and that we hadn't actually made it to potential yet, but that we saw a ranch, a ranch house down in the distance. So that's where we're going to pick up in this episode is with us just having got through this desert trek and we come across a watering hole nearby this ranch that we can see in the distance. As always, I appreciate you guys listening. Love the feedback, love the comments. And uh, look forward to hearing hearing some comments on this one. And then also, we, we did have one recording issue where Porter's microphone died. So there were a couple minutes where Scott, Caleb, and I were just kind of chit-chatting back and forth. And there were a couple of things that were said that I thought were pretty funny. So I added them on to the end as just a little bonus. So hopefully you'll stick around and listen to that as well. So here again is Faye Deadlands episode number five, Bad Day at the Watering Hole. Okay, everybody, we are going to go ahead and get this session started. Um, so we are playing, this is our fourth session of Deadlands Fate. And um, so we are going to continue our story where we left off last time. So I'm your DM Porter, and let's go ahead and do a quick intro on uh, on the characters. Caleb, go ahead and start us off. Alrighty, I am running Jonah Augustus, the gentleman bounty hunter, City Slicker, currently trapped in the desert and having a very bad time of it. 
I don't know who was next. <laughs> Michael. Oh, sorry. I figured it was one. You. Come on. I am playing Sebastian Kane, a silver-tongued rascal. My trouble is that I was framed in Kansas City. I mean, I did it, but I didn't really do it. Um, because of that, I owe the Wichita witches, and I'm worth more alive than dead. And I'm also faster than the other guy. And I'm not very good in the desert. And now that we've got to a town, I don't ever want to leave. I am Scott. I'm playing Tetapiakte Martin Maldudando de Jesus. I am a tribalist Jesuit mystic, and the specters of those I've failed pursue me. All right. Good. So quick uh, um, recap from last time. We wandered in the desert. It was hot. It sucked. We pulled a Moses. You pulled a... <laughs> oh, um, we, we fought a chupacabra in the, uh, in the night. We, uh, we found some horses. Martine called the horses to him. It was very cool. Um, Sebastian tried to run away and got himself lost, ran in a circle, and came back to the group without meaning to, um, and just decided to stick around. Um, and uh, we started getting some fun tension last time between um, uh, Jonah and um, Martine's um, spiritual different views on spirituality, and Martine thought Sebastian was a pretty upstanding guy, all said and done. So we got some uh, good development last time. We seem to have been able to leave the zombies in the distance. Um, and as we came stumbling out of the... Uh, as, our, as our desert montage comes to a close, everyone comes stumbling out. At this point, every character has taken a consequence um, in the last time. So if you guys can make sure on the Google Doc that you have, no, that you have your your uh, consequence noted, and I can't remember whose was a minor and whose was a major. I just have uh, the notes that I still get. The, get the, there's still an invoke available on all of those. Um, and then also, everyone, your fate points refresh. So if you are below your refresh level, then you fill back up to refresh level. If you are above that level, which I don't think anyone was because we spent a bunch of fate points last time, but if anyone is above your refresh level, then you stay there. Uh, what about our <clears throat> standard stress? Has that gone away? Stress wipes clean. This is a new okay. scene. Stress always wipes at the end of that uh, at the end of that conflict. So just making sure. Yep, absolutely. Good question. Yeah, because everyone took a lot of stress in the <laughs> desert. It was brutal. It's a stressful desert. It was a stressful desert. Yes, yes, it was. All right. So you guys come. Wa so you guys have been wandering through the desert, and um, you have you've. Uh, in the distance, you see, um, and I actually, I, I apologize, I am making an ever so slight change to what I had said at the very end of last session. In the distance, you see not a not a settlement, but you see a uh, a uh, a ranch house, a nice like like a not a state that's too pretty, but you see a largish home um, on what looks like, and you can see some fence in the distance and some things like that. And even better, you see a watering hole. Hey oh. So uh, you guys still have horses with you? Two two horses that Martine had called from that that belonged originally to the Apache. Um, you guys used all of the supplies and such that were with them, but um, you still have two horses kind of trotting along with you. Um, but in the distance, you do see that watering hole, and further off in the distance, you see a ranch house. So. Um, and near that watering hole, it kind of looks, it's hard to see from this far away, but you kind of think you see a, like a road or a trail or something like that. 
Mostly highlighted because of it looks like a fence line. Excellent. Seems like a direction to head. Yeah, I think we better head that way, fellas. All right, so as you guys are kind of staggering along, um, Jonah, you have uh, you you've still got a big chunk bitten out of your shoulder, so that's hurt. That's kind of causing you pain as you go. Martine is just staggering along because he's exhausted, and Sebastian just can't ride on the horse for another day because he is saddle sore. <laughs> And uh, so as you guys come uh, approach to the watering hole, you actually see um, a couple other shapes uh, stand up. They must—they were crouching a second ago. Um, looks like young men, and uh, they seem to be taking some drinks from the watering hole as well. And so as you proceed a little closer, um, suddenly something very strange happens. You see vines or something pop out of the ground and start uh, and start whipping around and you hear these young men start screaming. I turn and look at Titty Butts. Are you doing this? Uh, no, it appears that the Huyanya does not like these men. Why could that be? Can I roll to investigate a cause? Yes. Uh, go ahead and make a... Um, you make a skilled check with an appropriate approach. Uh, skilled. Uh, maybe a, it'd be probably a quick skilled. Quick skilled. A, Sounds good. I got a minus one. I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> so you, they, 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 uh, you, you're not sure what you're seeing, but you are fairly sure that they're not actually vines. As you, uh, so you guys are a little bit ways away, and it's a little backlit. But as a, as a, you see, um, they look. As you get a little closer, it almost seems more like tentacles. Those are no vines. That's a beast, an unnatural beast of the ancient world. <laughs> you hear the young men. You hear the young men continuing to scream. There, they, uh, they, they've got. Uh, some one of them, it looks like. Uh, now that you're a little closer, someone pulls out a knife and seems to be trying to defend himself. Um, suddenly, a man goes down as a, one of the uh, tentacles whips around his leg and uh, trips him, pulling him to the ground. And you hear him, uh, and uh, you see him get pulled to uh, a center. It seems like the, the the tentacles are all sort of in something of a ring around a center point near the watering hole. Is uh, is this happening in between us and the watering hole? Yes, yes, it is. Is it between us and the watering hole, or is this actually happening at the water hole, like the water hole is a sarlacc pit? This is this, so it is not in the watering hole. It is off to the side of the watering hole, and it's in between you and the that little edge of the and that side of the watering hole. Um, a uh, a young man see, turns around, sees you, waves, and says, "Help! Help! Help!" And suddenly he gets face planted as a vine, as a tentacle yanks him to the ground and starts dragging him toward what you now see looks like a big hole, except it's a big hole with giant teeth. Uh, and Martin he's, says, "His hands uh, are clawing you are around." Are, are Truly, we all hallucinating Maximus and <laughs> Okay, well, sorry. Everyone, we all talked at once there. Sorry. Uh, uh, Martine, go ahead. Martine says, Truly, you are St. Maximus and Olympiades, martyrs of Persia. I will honor you, but not rescue you, because I do not also wish to die. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm saying, I say to the uh, quaint country bumpkin next to me, that it seems that the, wa the water hole is poisoned, and to drink from it implies certain death to these hideous things. I say we exercise the greater part of valor, which is caution, go around and continue on our way, gentlemen. What he's saying is they're fucked and it's not our problem. <laughs> All right. But he asked for help. Um, and you should really go help them. But I've got this bite taken out of my shoulder. It kind of hurts. Oh. Truly, these are, these are hard times for all of us. But it would be better that more of us survive. Hmm. I, I scream at them, I will pray for your souls! Help! Help! I will leave an offering for you! Help! So uh, one guy disappears, so you've seen all three of them kind of in varying states of struggling with the tentacles. You see one of them get uh, dragged. Uh, he, he gets dragged closer and closer to the pit, so he finally gets pulled. Half of his body disappears inside the pit, and you see the pit close with a with a uh, sickening crunch, and the guy screams a little longer as uh, as he uh, disappears in, and then he screams no more. Oh, Jonah, Jonah is not happy with this. He's feeling not wanting to go over there, but that's not right. Jonah's going to go over. Now my, son, <laughs> now my son Jonah, remember the tale of Fox and Eagle. The fox was trapped in a sticky web. And the eagle just left, because the eagle doesn't care that much about the fox. Remember the tale, my son. <laughs> Jonah looks at Martine, says, I remember when the church turned its back on my family and did nothing. I'm going over there. Ooh! Ooh! You, sir, get a self-compel... For your I blame God aspect, have a fate point. Boom. <laughs> All right. So, how far away are you guys from there at this point? How close have you got? Have you allowed yourself to get? About two times tentacle length. <laughs> I'm gonna go Maybe with as soon as we saw this happening, because okay. I would have stopped. Okay. All right. That's fair. You're you're a nice you're a nice distance away. All right. So Jonah, it sounds like, is going to proceed. I'm going to grab one of the horses and just swing up and go. All right. All right. So you so right now here's what the state is as you guys as you come approaching the uh, the zone. So there is the water there is the watering hole on the kind of far side. Um, in between you and the watering hole is the pit with teeth and tentacles. And um, and then are near the pit with teeth in the uh, is uh, the two remaining uh, young men one of them is on his uh, is on his belly getting dragged towards the pit and he's grabbed hold of uh, some uh, a, a small um, a small brush and is hanging on and it looks like the brush is about to probably tear out of the ground and uh, another one is on his feet um, and has a is a is tangled, but the tentacle is wrapped up a little too high and can't quite get the right leverage on him. So he's still on his feet, but he is he is tangled. So that is the current state of of affairs as you as you come riding in, Jonah. So, um, 
so, are, so what exactly do you want uh, do you want to do as you as you approach the the situation? So basically, we've got uh, a sarlacc pit type deal with two tentacles. Oh, there are there are several flying around, but they don't all they're not all engaged at the uh, at the two guys. But there is one separate tentacle at each of these individuals. Correct. Yes. Only one pulling each in, not a big tangle of them. There are several. There are several tentacles kind of flailing around out in the air. Sorry, did I misunderstand your question? Uh, no, we're, we're we're fine. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um. Well, I will or Jonah will ride up. Um, within a reasonable a range, but expressing caution when it comes to being too close to these tentacles. Sure. And um, I'll grab my uh, my revolver with my good arm and take a shot at the one tentacle that appears to have a better grip. The the tentacle that's dragging the the one that's dragging the one guy on his belly. Yes. Okay. All right. That's fine. So you we can say that you're actually in the zone, in the in the next zone. So you're you're not actually in the same zone as the pits. So you're, what seems like a nice distance. None. Of, you're you're outside of the radius of where any tentacles have gone thus far. Okay. Cool. Uh, go ahead and make a. Uh, go ahead and make a uh, combative shot. How would you? Uh, what would you kind of put together with that? Um, I want to go careful. Yep. So I can try to... Um, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, shoot it far enough away. Yeah, you're being very cautious about how you come yeah. at this. All right. Um, well, this will just be at a plus one. Okay. One even. Okay, so um, you... Don't hit the tentacle, but it hits the ground next to the tentacle, and um, definitely, and get you see the tentacle sort of flinch as if uh, uh, in response to the to the near miss, um, and the uh, the guy that's standing uh, the guy that's standing up looks at you and and uh, and uh, you see a light of hope in his eyes. Um, all right, so. As um, so after you uh, it, it, after the uh, the the tentacle sort of reacts from or flinches away from your shot, um, you uh, suddenly a uh, a tentacle actually bursts from the sand underneath you and wraps around the leg of your horse. So not not around you, but around the leg of your horse, and your horse freaks out as you know, to be expected, and starts bucking madly. Um, so you can either try to, um, you can either just go with it and leap free, or you can try to hang on to your horse. All right, Porter, uh, at this point, I actually want to, as soon as I see that, I would quick draw and try to shoot the tentacle. All right, I think since you were quicker than the other guy, I think that is a sensible, a sensible course of action. So I am quickly, combatively firing. Cool. And we'll okay. say that the two of you are yet another zone away. So you guys are in if the uh if we're in the, zone uh, three and you the guys are in and zone tentacles three. in zone two. Yes. And zone one is the uh poorly sainted individuals yes. who are currently. Holy cow. 
That's actually an eight because I don't have a plus seven on my macro bar. <laughs> Bam! Whoa! Whoa! Wait, how are you getting a plus seven on your? What would you be getting a plus seven my, on the roll? My stunt gives me plus four on my first shot of each oh, combat. Oh, right! And I'm first shot of every combat. So I'm plus seven on that roll. Well, dang! All right, so the tentacle whips up around the horse's leg, and uh, the horse starts freaking out. You shoot it. And the tentacle, you go clean through it. The tentacle doesn't, like, bust off or anything, but it flops to the ground and kind of spasms around. The horse is still freaking out. So, Caleb, we still need to figure out what's happening with you, but J Sebastian has definitely just uh, taken care of, uh, of that tentacle. And, in fact, you guys feel a, rum a bit of a rumbling underneath the uh, kind of tremors coming through the ground as, the, as if the beast is r probably roaring... On you know down there, where it is. <laughs> um, this is a basically kind of flat area. There's no. It's kind of rock. a sandy, duny, you know, kind of zone, but not like treacherous. It's pretty, pretty mellow. But there is that well right where the three boys had been originally. Yes. I want to try to jump off the horse. Okay. And then maybe slap its flank, pointing it in the direction of the pit where the mouth was. You're getting right, our horses I, killed? Now, now I regret not shooting at Jonah. <laughs> so wait, you're trying to send the horse running towards the pit? Yes. Okay. In, a, in an effort so, to l distract the tentacle beast with more food? If it's so hungry, it'll leave us alone? Is this the plan? Possibly. Okay, so I'm going to call for a... I'm going to say that that would be a skilled check, and in order to accomplish what you're trying to do, I'm going to say that would need to be a... That's going to need to be a four, uh, and a difficulty of four to get the horse to actually go where all of its instincts are telling it not to go. Um, and uh, let's go ahead and we'll just say that... Um, as long as your check is better than a two, you succeed of, on getting away from the horse without without damage. Um, if it's less than two, then then you know then it then it'll be a rough landing. But otherwise, you are safe. But the big question here is, can you actually get the horse to go the direction you want it to go? Well, I think I can uh, do a skilled and clever. I would to agree. Try to outsmart the beast. Okay. Uh, giving me a plus four to my roll. Uh, come on, roll macro. Total of three. Okay, so unless you're you want to barely cleverer than a horse. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you're trying to get a horse to go where everything in its mind is telling it not to go. So if you, unless you want to sweeten that with a fate point, it is not going to go towards the hole. But you are safely, you safely managed to get off the horse. So While you can lead a horse to the Sarlacc pit, but you can't make it jump in. <laughs> you exactly. know what? I, I will take getting off the horse, because that was a really bad plan, but... <laughs> Jonah's, Jonah's living in the moment right now. Uh, <laughs> I think that falls under the heading of, seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> at least well, I got off the horse. <laughs> Have I ever told you guys my dad's plan when he gets buried with his... Um, 
his uh tomb with his uh gravestone. He wants to put that on his gravestone. Seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> As his epitaph. I like it. Yeah. Good. Anyway, sorry. Okay, so um okay, so tell uh, uh give us an give us a narration of how you leap from the horse and how your horse goes not near the pit. Okay, so I was on the horse, took the pot shot, Sebastian shot the other tentacle. Jonah kicks out of the stirrups and slides off basically to the left of the horse. So it's Jonah horse tentacles towards the pit. And as I'm sliding off, I kind of yank the bridle and pitch it towards the, uh, towards the pit, slapping the horse in the flanks, hoping it would make the horse go that way as a distraction. Of course, that fails, and the horse just takes off kind of straight ahead in the direction away from uh, the pit. Okay, so horse is basically coming back towards uh, towards Sebastian and Martine. Uh, so at this point, the uh, the young man on the ground gets uh, his the the roots that he's hanging on to drags uh, uh, breaks free and he starts getting pulled towards the mouth. He is not yet in the mouth, but he is getting pulled towards it. At the same time, the guy who is uh, being kind of, who is kind of wrestling with the tentacles, he uh, gets yanked to the ground and uh, is now uh, kind of struggling on his on his belly, but he seems to be faring better than the, better than the other guy. And uh, they're both just freaking out, as, you know, understandable. So, um... So, Sebastian, Martin, do either of you want to do anything at this point, or are you guys uh, staying back there? I, I might intercept the horse so it doesn't run off again, and I'll have to find it. Fair. That's fine. I'm um, not getting any closer. I'm going to start skirting around it to get closer to the town. But, yeah. <laughs> this ain't my fight. Alright, so, Martin, if you want to in- intercept the horse... Um, just uh, regular horsemanship kind of falls under, or animal handling falls skilled. under skilled. So, this however, be careful, you... skilled. I don't want to further skitter the horse. Okay. I get a two. We'll call that good enough. All right. So My Martin's horse. able to intercept the horse. <laughs> All right. So in that case, Jonah. Um, so Jonah is on the ground, um, rolling away. You are one zone away from the thing. Are you going to take a shot? Are you going to advance? Are you going to retreat? What are what is your situation? Jonah's gonna be stupid. Jonah would run towards the kid that is getting pulled in faster. Okay. Actually, kind of run, take a uh, a baseball player slide into the dirt. Okay. Try to grab his forearm. And okay. like pull away from uh, the pit right before he runs into this, what will most certainly be a horribly stupid move. He uh, looks back at the two of them and shouts, God damn it, they're kids! And runs. I look over at uh, Martine and go, Is there a story that covers this situation? <laughs> there are very few stories in the Bible about tentacle beasts, my son. Well, maybe you can write this one, and I'll start walking closer. Uh, <laughs> Martine, I, I'm going to compel your quick to run um, for a fate point to stay 
out of this conflict. You got it. <laughs> Have a fate point, my son. That was the cheapest fate point ever. Yes. Yes, not in, in this case it's more of a complication for you guys. So just so you know, I'm two seconds away from... run away and abandon the two, take the horses, like, nuts to the party. To hell with the meta, I'm leaving. And, and, and on a complete, just, just stepping out for just a sec, I am totally going to point out that, like, killing the beast is not totally necessary, is not, is not particularly necessary, you know. No, but avoiding the tentacles is. Avoiding tentacles, yes. So, um... I'm... I'm two seconds away from pulling a Malcolm Reynolds and just shooting the kids, and then that way the problem's over. That's a solution, too! <laughs> Put them out of their misery. Yeah, there there I, are several was... solutions to this problem, yeah. Not, and uh, completely avoiding it is completely a viable option. So I still haven't made up my mind. I'm getting closer, but I haven't decided what or who I'm shooting yet. Jonah's still an option, All right. too. Alright, so Jonah, you are on the ground. Uh, you are clinging to the boy, and it seems like your uh, your grip is actually making a big difference. He actually stops progressing towards the uh, towards the pit. So you've uh, you've you've uh, you've bought him several more seconds of life for sure. Can can I attempt to keeping my grip on his arm? Roll away and use the, that momentum to kind of pull him with me. Uh, sure. So at this point, go ahead and make a. Um, we're gonna do a uh, contested action between you and the 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 desert thing, and uh, this and it's it's pulling, and uh, you are you and the boy. Uh, we'll say the two of you get a. Uh, get, go ahead and give yourself a plus one, to to whatever you're attempting to do because the boy is uh, is uh, team working with you. All right. As you contest against this against this thing, so. It is going to uh, so your your active resistance from the thing is a three. So how are you how are you pulling away with the boy? Let's go forceful and skilled. Okay. So how, what? Uh, so describe what you're doing. Or actually, you can go ahead and roll and see how well it turns out before you describe. Bah. Ah. Uh, one total. So if you spend a so a, if you spend a uh, a fate point to uh, to to invoke. You would uh, tie and uh, and uh, no particular no particular progress either way is gonna um, you you get away, but it doesn't make a particular or you 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 know you roll, but it doesn't particularly get the the result that you're looking for at this point with you losing uh, by two. Well, let me think. But hold on, wait a second. You're not. That's its role to resist you, so you would really need to get some pretty strong forward momentum. Now, if you want to succeed at a at a serious cost, I I, I would say you could uh, we could break free of the thing's hold at this point. If you have a serious cost that you'd be willing to uh, propose, how much are you? How much is Jonah willing to uh, to put on the line here? Well, the action that I envisioned. Mm-hmm. Let's start there. Would basically be with kind of our our forearms together, uh huh. Like pivoting on my hip and trying to kind of put my shoulder into it to get uh, to get away with him, or at least give him a little extra oomph. With that failing, I would assume it would probably drag both of us a little bit closer, at least. How uh, how about how? Here's a proposed uh, uh, major cost: is instead of 
uh, is you get him free, but in the course of rolling, you have wrapped yourself up in the tentacle, and now the tentacle has you, but he is free. <laughs> it's a call. You can you can you can accept or you can accept or 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 decline. Hmm. If you decline, we'll just let it roll till next turn. Let's decline that. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh come on. Um, no, so, so yes, yeah, so let's just say if uh, I made the roll, it failed, but I managed to maintain my kind of balance on the ground, so mm-hmm. yep. it didn't You still it. have a good grip? Things just yeah. kind of have not... You, you try to wiggle around a bunch, and it doesn't quite work, get you all... doesn't really make you any head ground. So, you, right. so the, the action still happens, it just doesn't quite get the result that you were looking for. That's fair. Um, so... Uh, you guys are twisting and tangling and wrestling with the tentacle on the ground, trying to free the young boy. And you see, um, he's he, as as you're holding on to him, you can see he's got his his face is just um, is just cr- uh, clinched up. He he's got his face is covered in dirt from the from rolling around, and you've got he's got st- uh, uh, lines of of tears running down his cheeks. Um, you can tell he's probably about fifteen or so. At this point, Porter, I want to try to run in and assist and like okay. grab a hold of them and, and add my strength or my gun, probably the gun, to, uh, to them. Okay. So you are you assisting, by, are you joining in in the grapple or are you shooting the tentacle that's holding onto the boy? Probably shooting would be better for me. Just I think that's what I would do. I'm not a physically strong person, so I okay. think I would just use um, combative and careful because I don't want to hit them. Yep. Okay, so, so yeah, if you're careful, as long as you're using careful, then you have no. We'll say there's no risk of, there's no risk of hitting of hitting the hitting either of them. All right. Unfortunately, I'm not I'm not good at careful shots. I'm really good at just quickly shooting things. So I got a net one. So uh, that will. So basically, the way I'm treating, I'm thinking of this is that you're basically making an. The vine basically has a has created advantage on the boy, or not the vine. The the tentacle has basically created advantage on the boy of of grappled, and uh, and you're basically making an overcome to undo that advantage. And the base difficulty is two. So if you want to sweeten that, you can. Otherwise, it stays. I will go ahead and use a fate point to uh, make sure that I'm extra careful with my shot and. Successfully. Okay. So what uh, what aspect are you? So uh, well, actually, this is what I probably what I what I think my character would do is I would shoot the first time and miss because I was trying to be too careful, and then I would fall back to what I'm best at and I do a flashy maneuver like a quick twirl of the gun around my finger and then just without aiming pull the trigger again, and then that time it would hit because that's I'm more of a flary kind of guy anyways. So I say we could we could go with your uh, with your uh, live in the saloon life from us fancy fancy gun showing off. Gotcha. All right. All so right. yeah, I've done some parlor tricks to impress some ladies. You know, shooting cards out of the air, that kind of thing. So I do a, a, a quick blind shot, and okay. this this time I connect with a three. I'll just add, I'll just add the plus two to the roll. That sounds like a good plan. Okay, so you uh, your bullet hits the uh, hits the tentacle. The tentacle whips around and uh, and uh, and uh, in in writhing in reaction and sort of flops uselessly along the ground and lets the boy go. Jo- uh, uh, Jonah, you since you've been keeping pressure on him, the two of you kind of go uh, you you kind of roll away just a little further as you've been kind of resisting and. 
uh, and you you suddenly feel the boy being you know pulling free from the from the pit. Okay, so um, on the thing's turn, suddenly uh, you guys feel kind of a little a rumble in the uh, in the uh, ground. Uh, underneath you, and suddenly uh, tentacles burst from uh, more tentacles burst up from right where you are. It seems to be able to, the, especially as as closer the closer you get to it, it seems to be very able to uh, know where you um, where you know where you're standing and uh, react pro- and uh, come right at you with with tentacles. So, Sebastian, uh, you are uh, a tentacle whips up and tries to grab hold of you, so you can resist this with uh, an athletic is probably most appropriate, but depending on uh, if you have another proposal for the type of how, how you would resist being grappled by this tentacle, but the tentacle's coming at you fast and hard. We'll say actually a couple tentacles come up and grab you, because it's coming at you with a six, which is pretty, impre- pretty impressive. Yeah, I don't know that I can stop that. I, my thought would be I would quickly, athletically try to get away. Okay. Some sort of like, you know, combat role, but that's probably not going to work out very well for me. So we will go with our net zero. Okay, so the tentacles, several tentacles wrap around you, and uh, you feel one on your legs, and another one wraps around your arm where your gun, uh, where your gun is, and you are doubly grabbed. So Sebastian grabbed and that is a success with style. So it's going to get a two free invokes. Okay, so now a couple things that you guys have kind of picked up from the uh, from uh, observing and interacting with the creature at this point. Number one, you can now get a pretty good look at the pit. The pit looks like a, uh, a little sort of a fairly large sphincter type muscle that Opens and closes with big, um, big uh, chitinous fangs uh, at the uh, uh, that kind of lines uh, right underneath the the lip of that, and uh, the tentacles attacking the tentacles seems to not particularly hurt the uh, hurt the thing. At least not in in a doesn't seem to be hurting it in a significant way, um, and it seems to be very aware of nearby. Uh, of nearby creatures. Um, at the same time, you've noticed that the pit doesn't really move. The pit seems pretty stationary, which is presumably its body. So um, that is so that brings us back to your guys' turn. So um, just, so I'll go ahead. And, those are basically some situation, uh, a couple kind of aspects about this thing. These may or may not be something that you use. Am I able to use my third stunt here? What is your third stunt again? Because I knew you would do that, I can spend a fate point to take an NPC's invokes for myself and deny them the ability to make further invokes themselves. Ooh, okay. So, so, so somehow, so you expected that you knew all along that if you made him guilty enough, Sebastian would come running in and try to save you, and the thing would grapple it. And now it's right—you've got it right where you wanted it. A little bit of that, a little bit of as my plan was to get close enough to make a quick study of the thing itself and kind of ascertain its not motives, but it how it works. So get okay. close enough to interact with it and figure out a way to outthink it. 
Okay, so you would... So this Sebastian grabbed... He is still grabbed. The aspect doesn't go away, but instead of the thing getting the two free aspects or the two free invokes, you get the two free invokes, and it will have to... If it wants to try and create more of this, it will have to make a fresh... It will have to basically go with new tentacles coming at you for a fresh, uh, a fresh attempt going forward. Okay. Now so and uh, you had to pay. You have to pay a a fate point. A right. fate point. Yep. Go ahead. Out. Pay your fate point. That's that's cool. Now the the first kid, we had freed, right? Yes. One guy is free. The other guy is on his ground uh, and is actually at this point starting to get pulled in closer as well. But you have one who is free. All right. Jonah's just going to look at him and say, go, run, get out of here. And which, uh, between, um, between Sebastian and the other kid, which is closer to the pit at this point? The other kid. I would like to mention that I am worth more alive than dead. Ooh. I know. Very good point. Very good point. But I am free. But Jonah is free of tentacles at this point. Yes, Jonah is, Jonah is free of tentacles. And the pit, the mouth, Type pit itself is basically one zone away from me. No, you are now in the since you since you ran in to help free the boys. You are the you are now in the zone uh, at the same zone as the pit. Is so you are nearby the pit, but not quote unquote engaged with the mouth. Is Sebastian so severely grappled that he couldn't toss me a gun? No, no, I'd say he can toss you a gun. Then, don't you have a gun? I have I one. Missing. I have a revolver. I have one revolver. All right. My my theory here is I want to yell for Sebastian to toss me a revolver, stand up, maybe take a step closer to the pit, and just unload both revolvers flat into it. Just two six shooters into the ground, bam, 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 till we're out of bullets. My theory is that. Even if I don't kill it, maybe I will surprise it or stun it momentarily to give uh, Sebastian and the boy a better shot at wrestling free. So it seems like your goal is actually to create an advantage that you can uh, of dis, uh, against that you're actually trying to create an advantage against the pit to to aid their escape attempts. Yes. So Sebastian, are you are you gonna are you gonna play along? Yes. All right, guys. Narrate how this happens. How does how does it's not telepathy. So how how does uh how does how does this uh plan okay. take action? So Jonah's still on the ground. He would kind of shove the kid. All right, son, get out of here. Go. Kind of take a make up like a kind of a rolling step up to his feet. Look back at Sebastian. Quick, give me a gun. So the way you described it is one of the tentacles is wrapped around kind of my gun, anyways. So like I'm trying to. Pull yeah. and it's pulling back and forth, and I'm just gonna try to pull it just hard enough and let go at the same time so the gun flies toward him. All right. What I I rescind what I said. I said toss me an iron. That's that feels better. Oh, there you okay. go. Toss me an iron. All right. I'll do the same thing. Okay. <laughs> Scott, who was that? <laughs> Can Sebastian successfully toss me the gun or do? Oh we yeah, do we're gonna. This is this is cool. Definitely. Okay. I love this. So I kind of rolled to my feet. Sebastian tosses Jonah the gun. I grab it. So I've got two revolvers, one in each hand. Mm-hmm. Take kind of one big long stride. So I'm 
not standing on top at the edge of the pit, mm-hmm. but enough so I can be at a good you know forty five degree angle down. Okay. Were there any eyeballs? You see no eyeballs. Definitely not. No eyes. Then I'm just gonna unload both revolvers in that general vicinity. Okay, so this would still be a uh, a com- uh, combative thing, but I would say probably call it clever um, or forceful. And I am gonna go ahead and give you just I'm gonna go ahead and give you a, a bonus for wi- for our campaign aspect of Wild Wild West. Um, this isn't something that your character's particularly suited for, but it's too damn cool. So uh, you go ahead and get a free a free invoke for this action on our campaign aspect of Wild Wild West. Uh, go could, for it. Um, could I actually make a request? Okay. And have that free invoke be on True Faith Has Power? Starting to believe now? No, but with the backstory we had established of... Uh-huh. Jonah's father actually being a a priest with true faith. Okay. He Jonah does know that at some point faith drives you to action. And even though the church itself is what turned him away from religion, he has that background of seeing his father do the right thing. So, so is he feeling that hand of God in this moment? Um, he's definitely feeling that even though this is dangerous, he did the right thing. And oh. whether that is uh, a deity giving him some confidence or him just kind of coming into his own, he's not sure. Power of conviction? Sure. All right. Works for me. Cool. Um, so with... Combative, I'm going to use Clever. Mm-hmm. And then you get a free plus two. So I'll just roll a plus four. Hey-o! That is a succeed with style! Wow! Four on the dice? Plus Damn. four. All right. Damn! Man. All right. That is the so, truest of faith. So at you this point... You religion. Uh, <laughs> So at this point, you have built uh, that. Since that's a create advantage with the succeed with style, you get double. You get two free invokes off of that. Um, so you have four free invokes all stacked up that can be used to help um, Sebastian and uh, the other boy uh, get away. So part. So it's from distraction. Um, so Sebastian, do you want to go ahead and try to uh, escape from the the grip of the tentacles? Yes, I would. All right, go for it. You can have, and uh, you can pretty much take as many of those plus twos, uh, you know, of as many of the four free invokes as you need. So your resistance is a two. All right, I will be forceful athletic. Okay. Uh, which is a zero. So I will have to take at least one of those distracted to get away. Okay. So you take one of those. The uh, the other young man is trying to struggle and and uh, and peel away, and uh, he has a net zero. So uh, and then the thing has a resistance of whoa. But he can. You used others. one. So let's see. So Sebastian used one of the ben- of the uh, invokes. 
there, there are three, are three left. available, so that's still enough. But the actually. random stranger is going to use them. Well, actually, that's up to Jonah. Now that I think about it, that's up to uh, Jonah. Jonah, your call. Oh, that's fine with me. <sighs> See the strangers. So, um, the distraction. So as uh, as the as he unloads all of that lead through the through the thin sand right near the mouth of the uh, pit. Sebastian, you're able to get a uh, take advantage of the the uh, the tangle, um, and uh, and the dis- and suddenly the things seem to be a lot less intent on hanging on to you, and uh, you you are able to break free and uh, make and uh, move out of the zone. All right, if I actually get free, I would have ran over to help the kid also, even cool. if it's just cinematically as he breaks free, I grab him by the collar and kind of Perfect. drag him and throw him in front of me, kick him in the butt with the, my heel as it goes. Good, good. So the two of you together managed to to uh, to peel uh, to to peel away out of the zone. As you're running away, you see that the first boy who had gotten free, um, as Jonah tried to push him uh, push him on in a way, he he uh, struggled and stumbled along. Uh, he he's on the ground and he tries to stand up, and you see his leg just bend at a sickening angle as he stumbles to the ground. Clear, apparently the, the the thing broke his leg while it was uh, struggling with him, and he's crawling along on his hands and knees just screaming in pain, but he is free, uh, but he is severely injured. Jonah... Wild West, he's still good as dead. <laughs> Jonah, um, you are still in the zone with the uh, with the tentacles um... And it is um, the the tentacles are flailing around. You see Sebastian and the young man run away, uh, uh, scrambling away. The first one though is still in the same zone as us. He's right, yeah, he's right at the edge of the zone, and he's working. He hasn't quite made it out of the zone because he's just too he's moving too slow because he's hurt. All right, so I'm gonna turn and run. Okay, I'm going to holster my own revolver so I have a free hand. Okay. I'm going to run towards the first kid, probably end up stumbling and falling, because I'm going to reach down, grab him by the collar, and just tug, run, try to throw my weight, maybe Perfect. fall over. So go ahead and do make an athletic um, an athletic check. It's only, uh, in order to bring the boy along with you and get both of you out of the zone, it's only difficulty two, and so you can make, it's athletic, and you can't be careful, but... Um, Forceful makes the most sense to me. I, I agree. Forceful athletics seems very appropriate. So I'll roll at a plus two. Okay. Giving me Good. a net two. Good enough. You two of you, you and the boy make it out. He is uh, scrambling along, and he's as with your help, he's able to sort of get up onto his one good leg and hop along very briskly. Uh, occasionally his bad leg steps on the ground and he screams, but he, he's got an arm over you, and the two of you make it away. And... Uh, the group of you are able to make it away from the pit of tentacles. The thing is flailing madly, um, but at this point, the issue that it is stationary or effectively so for uh, purposes of this scene, it can't really pursue you. All right, so once we get kind of far enough away, I'll because I'm in my head, I'm kind of like half carrying this kid. I'll, I'll drop him down, yeah. and I'll start walking back towards Jonah, and uh, help him set this kid down pretty gently, and then I'll hold out my my left hand for my gun. I'll I'll give him his gun back. And when he does that, I'm going to punch him in the face. (laughs) 
because I owe him. He did that to me last night. That's right. Back today. Oh, that's a good gag. Yeah, that's a good running gag. I'll uh, I'll take the hit on the jaw, wipe the blood off. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> Thanks. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not, I'm I'm speechless for the first time ever, and I'm just gonna turn around and walk away. Okay, so our two uh, so everyone sort of flops and breathing deep in the uh, um. The guy that's kind of hanging on to you, Caleb, as you as you uh, uh, hand over the um, the as you hand the gun, he he just is hanging on you and and uh, just crying. You can see his leg is bent at a really weird angle, and uh, the uh, the other boy that was uh, that uh, Sebastian is helping is just looking at him, shaking his head, and he's like, "Man, we were we were on our way." Oh. You're never gonna make it to town now. We he looks back and he looks off in the distance at the ranch house. I I guess and Lizzie could fix you up. And the guy the, the, the other boy is is just mo is just moaning. He's like Oh, it hurts. Help Do these 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 kids are both about the same age. Like they appear to be maybe mid teens. Yeah, mid mid late teens. Could I could Jonah hazard a guess and say they look related? They are. They do not look related. Okay. So the one little kid's on me. I'll I'll just I'll, I'll look at the one that is not hurt. Uh, that was just talking. I'll say, steady there, son. My name's Jonah. What's yours? Uh, name's Eric. All right, Eric. Can you Eric tell me Wessel, I, I live on I live on that ranch right over there. Why'd you have to go into town, Eric? Tell me what happened. Well, we. This here's my. This is Steve, my buddy from, from Potential down the down the ways uh, down down the road a ways. We. Well, shit. We were supposed to be. I was supposed to be leaving. I was. I was running away. Damn it, Stephen! And Stephen's just like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." You're the one who stopped at this, wanted to stop at the damn watering hole. Eric kind of gets up and is, "Well, I, how was I supposed to know that there was gonna that a desert thing was gonna take was gonna set up house? Never happened before." I think you boys are focused on the wrong thing. Who's Lizzie? Is she your sister? Uh, how old is she? Yeah, Lizzie's my big Lizzie's my big sis. She's uh, she kind of she kind of runs the ranch now. She's you know I don't know, woman. Okay, I think Jonah, she's there. her husband her husband died a couple years ago, so now it's just uh, her and really? her and uh, my my big brothers and and her and her uh her daughter. How old is daughter? Sebastian, <laughs> a uh, a somewhat dirty glare. But knowing what he knows about Sebastian, thinks we might be able to capitalize on Sebastian's uh, womanly flares. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and frankly, y'all are pretty hungry and thirsty to begin with. So uh, that yeah. ranch house is looking awfully promising. That was my uh, that was my background motivation this whole time. Jonah will uh, will look at the boys. Um, Stephen was the one that was hurt, right? 
Steven, yeah, and Steven is the so Steven is the friend from potential Arizona. So if you look, uh, so looking at the map really quick again, so you guys kind of were walking south from this uh, peak of the, of the uh, railway, and so now you're getting fairly near potential. You're probably still a little ways away. You don't quite know because you've been wandering in the desert for several days, but. Um, you are potential is probably the next nearest thing, and then beyond that is Tucson, and then Tombstone, down from there. So those are kind of you're nearish. You're getting near to potential now, and it's a fair bet that the road that you're seeing right that you're that these guys were kind of heading along the watering hole was next to, um, that this road probably takes you to potential. Gotcha. Um, you well, know, road the, uh... trail. It's as roadish as things get in the in you know the Arizona sure. desert. Sure. So Stephen was the one that was running away, or he was the one that was his friend. Stephen is the friend from Potential, and Eric is Eric Wessel is the one from the uh, the nearby ranch, who has the big sister Lizzie and the family that lives there. And wait, who was hurt again? Eric. Eric, uh, Eric is not hurt. Eric okay. is good. Um, Stephen is hurt. Gotcha. So when you call her your big sister, does that mean she's older than you? Oh yeah, she's like, she's an old woman. She's like, thirty-three or something. But she's not a big woman, right? Oh, uh, oh, no, no. She's, she's a hard, she's a hard, hard working ranch lady. She, I don't know. She, why? Why don't we? Quit, why don't we? Why don't we just settle this with her eyes instead of academically? What? Well, he's totally lost. Boy has no idea what you're getting at. Yeah. Give me a hand here. Yeah. Skinny him up on the horse. Alright. We'll, we'll put the injured kid up there. Well, at, at about this time, Martin wanders from where he's gone to hide with the two horses. <laughs> seeing that oh, you guys yeah. have apparently survived and decides that he can once again befriend the group. He's uh, <laughs> holding his cross and looking a little bit wary, but uh, glad that no one seems to have come back from a sudden death. Thanks, uh, thanks for your assistance there, holy man. Yeah, those horses were about to get skittish. Thanks for staying back and taking care of them for me. My my, my <laughs> prayers were truly answered for your survival. I'm glad I made them. The uh, the young boy uh, Stephen's too in too much pain to really care. But Eric is looking at you like he's seeing an elephant or something now <laughs> for the first time. He 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 kind of suddenly stops as as you kind of come out from your hiding spot and. He, his eyes are big, and he's kind of looking at he's looking at uh, Jonah and Sebastian like like he's trying to take a take a lead from you. But uh, you realize that his only experience is probably with uh, with Apache, and those relations aren't too friendly in this part of the part of the state. I, I say, what's the matter, son? Have you never seen a Christian? <laughs> at that moment, he's a uh, 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 kind of guppy face. Uh, what? But 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 you're an Indian. I look up to the uh, other more sensible people here, and I say, <laughs> I believe we were going to take the injured boy into the house to give him treatment. Jonah, Jonah, Jonah says slyly, he, uh, he runs away like an engine, but he might be, he's a useful holy man at that time. Oh. Oh. I give you the dirtiest look. <laughs> Oh, awesome! All right, so you guys are easily able to make a wide berth around the uh, a wide berth around the watering hole and and uh, follow the road up towards the ranch house. And uh, 
as you guys uh, start coming up, a uh, a fairly a fairly uh, beefy man comes running out. There's a you see kind of a fence line of of uh, timber timber fence. You know, pretty pretty classic Western build. It kind of lines the pr- uh, yard around the house, and big dude comes comes uh, running out as it sees you approaching, and he stops at the fence, is kind of looking out in the distance, and uh, Eric Eric uh, leans over to uh, Sebastian. By the way, Eric has placed himself as far away from uh, um, Martine as he can, seems to be clinging, you know, kind of hanging out by, uh, sticking to Sebastian's side, and uh, he, he points out, he's I'll like, be, that, I'll that... be whispering... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I'll be whispering to him to to not stare too much because he might flay him and take his skin off. <laughs> he just looks like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Don't you make eye what? contact. Save these guys' lives three or four times, but then you run away from one hopeless fight, and you never <laughs> suddenly you're the savage. Oh, uh, it's great. Um, uh, uh, the boy, the boy kind of whispers over to you, Sebastian. He's like, if uh. Listen, if, if if you could maybe not not tell Lizzie that I was running away, I, I'd I'd really appreciate that. Maybe uh, I was just meeting meeting my friends out at the as they were coming up, and well. What do you mean we, running away? You saved our lives. He's I he, he's a like, oh yeah that's a, that's a good idea. Yeah yeah. We saw some strangers at the watering hole, and we were attacked by some creature, and you rescued us. Damn, you're clever, man. He uh, he points. He kind of just uh, motions at the uh, the the big guy that's uh, waiting by the fence line with his arms folded. He says, "That's that's my brother Jared. He's the quiet one." And the Simple. guy he he kind of shrugs. He th- as you get closer, you can see Jared is big. Dude is built like an ox, like a lumberjack in the wrong terrain. And uh, he's sitting up there, arms folded. He kind of calls out, Eric, what'd you drag home this time? And just kind of sits there with his arms folded as you guys uh, come up. Doesn't make any sort of, like, not a wave. Doesn't doesn't move to open the gate or anything. Just kind of stands there waiting to see. Kind of semi-confrontational. Jonah's just going to wave at him. Howdy, friend. We uh, found a few things that belong to you. He, d- he doesn't say anything, just kind of waits. Eric, uh, Eric kind of looks at Sebastian and and uh, then looks up at his brother and is like, "Yeah, uh, I uh, I saw my I, I saw Steve and uh, Nelson riding up, so I ran out to meet them. And along the way, we found these guys at the watering hole, and there was a desert thing popping out of the ground, and it was it was all big and wavy arms. And and uh, Jared Nelson's dead, and Steven's real hurt, hurt really really bad. But uh, these guys, we we saved them." Is, is it fair to say that he's a bad liar? <laughs> Definitely. I look down at the young boy and I say, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas defines lying as a statement at variance with the mind, son. He just shuts mean, up. Totally you shuts him up. Don't lie until you're good at it. Uh, don't lie until it's not at variance with your mind. That's also the George Costanza rule. It's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> Jared's kind of shaking his head. Where the he- where'd you boys more. come from, anyway? Re- regardless, sir, um, Stephen is very wounded. I understand there's a, a lady of the house that might be able to give him some aid. His legs busted up something fierce, and we sure could use a place to rest for a day or two. We've been lost out in the, the wilderness way too long. 
My companions aren't quite aren't quite hardy like I am, and I think it's affected them greatly. Mm, he kind of grunts a bit and motions with his head, and uh, for you to follow him towards the house. Coming out the door, you see another man who's a little looks a little older than Jared, probably late twenties. Um, whereas Jared is uh, the big ox dude is probably in his early 20s. So an uh, older, slightly older 20s guy comes out. He looks, uh, you know, still still moderate, you know, athletically built, but not the ox that Jared is. And, uh, and then right behind him comes, you know, uh, who you can only assume to be Lizzie. And uh, in, a, uh, in a green gingham dress with a, uh, I, uh, uh, an ivory-colored apron, kind of a pinafore apron, she comes out comes out of the house right behind the uh, the other brother and uh, the two of them kind of stand at the top of the stairs in the house and and uh, the 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 man ca- comes running down hey what, what what we got here who are all these people Eric what's going on here and uh, the woman behind him sa- uh, uh, pipes up say now Samuel don't don't get all excited she kind of brushes her hands off as she comes walking down the stairs Eric. You got some uh, you got some visitors to introduce us to? I think we can deal with the niceties later, man, but I'm afraid uh, young Steven here is busted up pretty bad. He he's in need of some attention. She looks at him and her and her face suddenly uh, widens in concern. Oh my goodness. And she rushes up to him. So, Lizzie is, looks to be in her early 30s and is has a br- dark brown hair with rich just luscious curls and uh, a uh, pr- she she is she is a uh, she is a gorgeous gorgeous woman in the country fashion. Uh, she would definitely have accompaniment music as she en- exited the house if this was a movie. All right, so <laughs> but it I'll would kinda... be on the banjo or no, but uh, Jared and Samuel kind of evoke that quality. Right, they might I'll, get the they might get banjo music. So she comes I'll, running out to Stephen. She she runs uh she runs right by, uh right by you guys, and she's actually really close to you right now, Sebastian. And she's totally looking at at Stephen's leg as he's sitting on the horse, and she's looking. At, oh my goodness, what happened? What happened out there? It was the Sarlacc pit, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> we were uh, set upon by some sort of wild uh, amalgamation creature by your watering hole, and these brave boys helped us get away. Oh, the desert thing moving close to the water pit. Damn. Samuel, you're going to have to go figure something out. we got to chase that thing away from our property. We can't have it getting the cows. I say it moves? Yeah, it's a slow-moving thing. They Well... I can exp- I can explain later. In the meantime, help me get help me get Stephen down here. We'll we'll take care of you, boy. Don't you worry. Is uh is Lizzie reaching to get Stephen? Yeah, yeah, she All is. Right. I'll do the thing where I will reach too, and I'll happen to touch the back of her hand with my hand as we both lift Stephen off the horse. All right. So as you both reach her down, she kind of looks up at you and and uh th- and uh kind of smiles politely. Much obliged, sir. Help me help me bring him in upstairs. Of course, we'll take him to your bedroom. So as you guys come walking, and she, well, actually, I actually have a, a guest bedroom, and I think I even have some good supplies here. So help me, help me take him there. All right? Of course. 
So the two of you lead him up the stairs to the house, and then up the, the right in the front kind of foyer, there's a little another stairway that leads up to the second floor, and uh, she kind of guides you up the stairs as you guys are gingerly carrying him up, and uh, she uh, leads you to a uh, guest bedroom and has you set him down on the bed, and she uh, she lays him she uh, as as you guys lay him down, she uh, she kind of takes a moment and looks at you and kind of smiles and says, well, you don't look like you're from around these parts. Yeah, I'll, I'll take off my hat and do my best all shucks and kind of, you know, kick the kick the floorboards and be like, no, man, I'm, I'm a bit out of my element, but uh, right now I think we should take care of young Stephen here. But I'm much obliged to you and your your family for taking us in. Well, tell you what, here, uh, she comes on out to, she kind of leads you out to the hallway. She goes to a little, a little, uh, goes to a little cupboard she opens it up very she opens it up just barely reaches and grabs a few grabs a few supplies and closes it before you're able to get any sort of look inside and then comes on back to the uh, to the room with a what looks like kind of a, 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 a something of a medical kit and, and uh, she's well tell you what um, we would we'd be much obliged to have you have you boys stay uh, and uh, join us for dinner and uh, we can we can talk a little bit then but how about you let me take care of Take care of young Stephen here. Oh, of course. Is there somewhere I could freshen up? There's a wash basin down in the in the uh, powder room downstairs, off right off uh, just a first door on your right. All right. I'll start unbuttoning my shirt in front of her. I'll get like three buttons down before I start walking away. <laughs> Very nice. All right. So as you leave, she actually shuts the door behind you, and you hear a little click. Gotcha. Um, so now down outside. Samuel and Jared are kind of standing at the base of the stairs with uh, with uh, Jonah and Martine, and they look at they're looking at the two of you, and you can't quite tell who they're more. Uh, they're they're both giving you something of the stink eye, and uh, Jared just doesn't say anything, and Samuel <clears throat> kind of clears his throat and go, um, "I'm gonna hazard a guess and say y'all aren't from around here, is ya?" Jonah will step up. Stand up straight, kind of pop his vest a little bit, straighten it, throw back his shoulders. It's, uh, it's quite right, sir. We're from back east, Boston area. Is that near New York City? And they make salsa there, too. <laughs> Damn, I hear, I always heard stories about New York City. Is it, are the buildings really as big as they say? I hear that I hear that the the Statue of Liberty rides uh, the the flame of the Statue of Liberty goes all the way up into the clouds. Not quite all the clouds, but some of the lower ones tend to brush her face. Wow. Huh. So, what brings you out west? Well, I don't know about uh, my friend here, but I was doing a bit of traveling, and uh, I aimed to head back home with the gentleman that went inside. He's, uh, he's got an important meeting to get to. That's so. Martine, Samuel then kind of turns to look at you. You're seeing a very shrewd kind of light in the guy's eye, and he looks you up and down. How about you? You ain't no Apache. That's true. My people are different from them, and I am different from my people. Jer Jared and Samuel kind of exchange glances. What's that supposed to mean? It means that I stand apart. I wander. I'm afraid that I uh, have a, a, a terrible curse befell my people, and now I, I go from place to place because of this. But you ain't an Apache. 
Yes, yes, as I said, my people are apart from them. Yes. You from Arizona? Uh, no, no. Parts further west and south, originally. But I've wandered all throughout this uh, great country, seen many things. Really? Huh. I'll be damned. I never met no Indians but an Apache. Yes, tar far too few of them are able to wander in this hostile time. Huh. Well, Eric, so uh, you didn't tell us you was going to have no friends from Potential come visit. And he kind of scuffs his shoe. And, uh, yeah, it, it was a, a surprise visit to me, too. They kind of, both Samuel and Jared kind of look at him and, shit, boy, stop lying. And smacks him upside the head. <laughs> Whatever. Get on out and take care of Bessie. He kind of goes, uh, all right. And uh, he, he kind of walks away. And you notice that he's kind of, as he, as he walks and kind of heads towards the, uh, towards the barn, you see uh, his shoulders just sort of slump, and uh, as if as if uh, a weight is uh, kind of descending on him. <sighs> well, Samuel uh, kind of turns back to you, to the two of you. What's your plan? I'm assuming you didn't come all this way to uh, pay us a visit. True, true. We were uh, we were on the train heading east. Train. We... Yep, up north. Which... Which rail? We're on the Dixie Rail, headed east. How'd you end up all the way over here? That's a, that's a, that's a jaunt. It is indeed. We uh, ran into a patch of trouble on the train, ended up getting off early, and uh, made our way through the desert, where uh, where I picked up this uh, bit of a shiner on my my shoulder here, and I rub it a bit, but uh, we survived, and I. We were trying to find our way to uh, to a nearby town, maybe get some provisions and start heading back home. And then we met this guy. I uh, looked down my nose at him thinking about how lying is a bit of a mortal sin, but I uh, don't care to correct the omissions about the zombies. Jonah glances at you knowingly. So, Sebastian, you, uh, you're you able to find a little wash basin in the powder room and uh, just kind of, you know, there's a pitcher of water and some and a bowl, and you guys, uh, you're able to clean up and then come on out, and the uh, the gentlemen are out there talking, and as soon as you walk out, Samuel kind of looks back at you and says, well, did uh, Lizzie get get uh, get that boy all set up in there? She's still taking care of him in the guest room. She offered to let us to let us stay a couple days and rest up before we head on out. Mighty yeah. kind of her and, and you, of course. And don't worry about the engine. He he sleeps standing up. He don't take up much room. He thinks for a minute. And, well, tell you what. I got some fence line that could use some repair in tomorrow. You gentlemen help me fix fix up this place a little bit tomorrow, and uh, we'll feed you and send you on your way with some supplies. How's that sound? But, Porter, I'm not within earshot, right? Oh, yeah, I'd say you are. This is all kind of out in that front area. I'll uh, step over and say what? Well, I look, kind of look look at them. I, I, I don't speak for, for all these gentlemen, but, but I don't know if I, I can be staying around for too long. A little bit of fence checking be okay. Tell you what, stick around stick around tomorrow. Spend, send you on your way the next day. You guys can rest up. You all look a little uh, y'all look a little worse for wear if I, if I don't if uh, you don't mind me saying so. And uh, well, we got 
This is a ranch. We got we. If there's anything we got, it's food. J Jonas Jonas pipes up. We're much obliged to you there, sir. I uh, I don't have much experience ranching, but I've uh, I've bent my back to hard labor, and I'll be glad to help out whatever you need. You are very Christian, sir. Thank you. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. How about you all come on in and clean up a little bit, and we'll uh, we'll talk. And uh, as you guys uh, follow him into the house, you see a small girl kind of peering over the, uh, 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 sitting up in a tree, kind of watching down. And uh, Martine, you notice that the, the the little girl sitting up in the tree, she kind of locks eyes with you for just a moment, and you you'd swear that the look in her eyes is scared. And uh, then you uh, you head on into the house, and and uh, she's gone. Let me guess. Bessie's a horrible tentacle beast that your poor brother has to go take care of? Let me also guess. All those supplies that your mom has in those closets? Those are from other suckers she's lured in here and murdered, right? Uh-huh. Did, did you try to jiggle the cable? Pull it out and blow on it. That always worked for Nintendo. But your mom did. Hey <laughs> Walked right into that. have a suggestion for a topic, we'd love to hear it. Email your ideas to podcast at dndacademy.com and you can connect with us on Twitter at dnd underscore academy. As always, thanks for listening and remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. <laughs>